What's up, guys? How we doing? We are here. It is officially 49ers football time. We got a preseason game. Um, I'm recording this Saturday evening, so you might hear it. Hopefully you hear it before the game, because I just wanted to kind of talk about briefly about who's going to be playing, who's not going to be playing, and kind of just what I'm looking for in this game. Um, but in general, just really excited to see some 49ers football. I haven't been super excited to watch some of the other preseason games. I know they've been going, but I just haven't really felt like it. Um, I'm guessing that the Niners being on will kind of kickstart my football season is here kind of brain set because uh, it's not quite there yet. <laughs> But anyways, uh, the Niners just wrapped up their two days of practice. Today was a rest day. Practice was a bit of a mixed bag. From what I'm hearing, generally the reports, Brock Purdy had some struggles through a couple picks, uh, but he got the majority of the reps. It sounds like he was getting about 80% of the snaps in terms of actual ones versus ones. Uh actual situations whereas the twos and threes were not getting as many opportunities it sounds to me like the primary focus for at least the Niners coaches was to maximize the amount of reps that the number ones got against the Raiders and the twos and threes and fours sounds like they didn't really practice as much against the Raiders um but Brock Purdy was up and down um the run game was good. The pass game was a mixed bag. Defense was a mixed bag. Either way, it's practice. I'm not too concerned. I hope that they got some value out of it, but it's done now. So we're here to talk about the game on Sunday. And I guess first off, let's talk about who's playing and who's not playing. So who's playing? Well, who's not going to play is most of the starters. So realistically, Purdy's not expected to play at all. They've actually said that Trey Lance is going to be the starter. So Purdy's probably not going to play. McCaffrey, no. Uh, Debo, Ayuk, Juszczyk, probably none of them. Uh, Kittle, no. Trent Williams, no. Um, I am a little curious about the rest of the starting offensive line. I don't know if we should expect Banks, Brendel, Burford, or McKivitz to play at all. The main one I'm curious about is I want to see Colton McKivitz. Um, I heard a mixed review in terms of how he did versus the Raiders. McKivitz is the one person where I think he needs as many reps as possible because he's going to be stepping into the starting lineup, but he doesn't have any right tackle starting experience as far as I'm aware of. He played a game or two at left tackle, but he needs the reps. So he'd be the one guy that I I really do hope gets some opportunities um, at right tackle in the actual game. But we're definitely not going to see Trent Williams, and uh, we'll see about the other starting offensive linemen. We won't see Ray Ray McLeod. I don't know if we'll see Juwan Jennings or not. He's kind of our number three wide receiver. He is kind of a starter. So not really sure. We'll see if we see any Juwan Jennings out there. On defense, 
Uh, defensive line, we are probably we're not going to see Drake Jackson because he's dealing with a little bit of an injury. <clears throat> if he wasn't dealing with the uh, the slight injury, then he would probably be out there. We probably won't see any J- Javon Hargrave, Eric Armstead. Uh, we won't be seeing any Fred Warner, any Dre Greenlaw. Probably won't see any Charvarius Ward, Talanoa Funga, or Tayshawn Gibson. Uh, we may see some Diamador Lenore. Not sure. And we, uh, yeah, I, I think that's probably as far as all the people who we're not going to see. So with that being said, that's who we're probably not going to see. Who's probably not going to start. So what are we going to look for? It's going to be fun just watching the game, but in terms of what I'm looking for, there's a few things that I'm going to try and watch as far as learning other than just being entertained, obviously just watching the game. It's going to be fun just to watch the game and see some, see some 49ers football. But once we get past the fact that like, Hey, we're having a good time. We're watching football. Uh, I think this is like a afternoon or an evening game. Let me see here. Actually, I got it pulled up. So Niners versus Raiders. It's at one o'clock. So one in the afternoon, uh, 4 p.m. if you're on the East Coast. But what are we looking for? So once you get past the fun, if you're trying to learn some things, here's kind of what I wrote down as far as things that I'm going to be paying attention to. First thing is when do they play? And the reason why I say that is because typically the, the earlier that they're going to play, the higher they are on the depth chart. So Trey Lance is expected to start. Trey Lance is QB2. Makes sense. And apparently he's going to play for the entire first half. So very excited to watch a full half of Trey Lance, uh, considering that we've barely seen any of him. I know it's going to be against number twos. I don't care. I want to see Trey Lance. Um, So when do they play? Again, the earlier, the sooner they play, the higher they are on the depth chart. Chances are the guys that we're seeing in the fourth quarter likely are pretty low on the depth chart and might not be making the team. The next thing is how many opportunities are they getting? Some guys, they're only going to put out there for you know a series or two, and then they're going to pull them. How much they play, it kind of depends, but the way I look at it is... The more they play, they're either needing experience or they need evaluation. That's typically the back end guys. Um, but Trey Lance, I would say both. I, you know, realistically, he needs experience, so give him some reps. Uh, there's about 60 or 70 offensive plays in a game. If Trey plays the entire first half, that means he's getting about 30 in-game reps. That's great. He needs them. Do they need to evaluate him? A little bit. Um, by all accounts, everything I've heard so far is Trey Lance has looked great in camp. And, you know, obviously practices are a big evaluation point. But it's not everything. And some people elevate in-game and some people shrink in the game. So how many opportunities are they getting? If they're only getting a couple opportunities, it could be that they're a veteran, that the team already knows what they have, or it could be that they're just, you know, I, I would say that's that's realistic is how many reps they get. It's basically, do they need experience and do we need to evaluate them? Because if you're not getting 
preseason reps, basically what they're saying is we've already made up our mind on you. You don't need the, we don't need to see more. We don't need the practice unless it's just, Hey, we need some reps at the end of the game. Go out there and go finish off this series because the other guys are tired. We don't want the other guys to get hurt. So the more opportunities, that means they typically need experience or evaluation. At least that's my kind of thought process. So if someone's only out there for a series or two, that kind of tells me that the coaching staff has made up their mind. The next thing is just, what do they do with their opportunities? So the guys that are out there, this is their opportunity to make an impact, make a name for themselves, uh, change or create a new narrative. Um, you know, like, are, are you going out there and maximizing every opportunity and winning every rep on the field? Or are you on the wrong side of a highlight? Uh, either way, though, what you're doing with the opportunities, the good, the bad, that matters. Uh, replays. I think I just mentioned uh, being on the wrong side of a highlight. You want to be on the right side of the highlight. So it'll be fun watching the replays to see who's winning and who's losing on those replays. The next thing is how to watch. And the reason why I say how to watch is just because in general, the TV angles, the, the broadcast angle is pretty terrible for uh, watching the game, specifically the uh, like corners and receivers. It's really hard to watch corners and receivers from the broadcast angle. Um, so defensive line and offensive line, you'll definitely be able to see a lot of that. We're going to see a lot of trench play. That's a good thing. The next thing is running backs. It should be really easy to watch the running backs. And running backs are going to be fun to watch because we've apparently got a bunch of really good running backs. We won't see McCaffrey, won't see Mitchell, but we will see plenty of Jordan Mason and Ty Davis-Price. And uh, then we should also get to see uh, Kalen LeBourne and uh, the other guy we just picked up, McNichols, or whatever his name is. Yeah, McNichols. So excited about that. Uh, we should also get to see a little bit of tight end play, a little bit of linebacker play. They're usually in the frame of angle on most plays. Um, and as far as what to watch for on them, I don't know. That's that's a really hard position to evaluate from the broadcast angle. Um, but, you know, with tight ends, are they getting open? How good are they doing with their blocks? Linebackers, are they covering the guys they have to be? Are they tackling well? All that kind of stuff. On replays, so on the passing downs, we will luckily get to see some replays of corners and wide receivers. Mostly with that, corner wide receiver replays, I'm looking for uh, separation. So is the cornerback sticking to the receiver or is the receiver getting separation? Uh, and then just body control and leverage. So, you know, say that the receiver creates separation at the last second, extends out, reaches, catches a ball, great play. Or say on the other side, you have a corner who maybe he gets beat and then you see him recover, go in there and attack the ball at the catch point and break it up. Um, but replays are going to be primarily how you're going to be able to see corner and receiver play. <clears throat> so who am I going to have my eyes on? Let me bring up the uh, depth chart here is the numbers. I'm going to try and also give you the uh, the players uniform numbers. So hopefully that makes it a little easier to follow. Um, as far as quarterbacks go, Real simple, Trey Lance, Sam Darnold. 
We are going to see them primarily the majority of the game. Really excited to watch Trey Lance. Um, I want to see him get through progressions. I just want to see him be efficient and look comfortable. That's the main thing. I, I would love to see a shot or two, but mostly I want to see Trey Lance march down the field uh, looking like he's comfortable executing the offense. And you know what? If the receivers drop the ball, that happens. Um, but that's also something to look for. Is Trey Lance putting like everything into every throw or is he giving like, some soft touches, some, some passes with touch? Um, how's he getting the ball out? Is he operating the offense efficiently? Because that's always been the issue. It was never a question of physical ability or character or anything like that. It was always a question of you're not completing a high enough percentage of passes to be efficient in the offense. I want to see an efficient passing game with Trey Lance, and I really hope that they don't use him as a running back because watching them run QB power constantly last year and him break his ankle was... Not fun. Uh, Sam Darnold. I am curious to see if Sam Darnold can get through the game without any turnovers or through the preseason without any turnovers. Sam Darnold has been really good not turning the ball over during training camp and practices. I think he only has one interception throughout training camp that we know of. But historically, we have five years of evidence that Sam Darnold turns the ball over a lot. Um, Sam Darnold on average turns the ball over more often than once per game. So we'll see what happens, uh, depending on how much he plays. Does he, is he putting the ball in harm's way? And then also just how comfortable does he look in the offense? Cause he is a veteran. He's got five years of NFL experience. He's played in over 50 games, but he's only had training camp, uh, so far to get comfortable. And then Brandon Allen, we uh, might see some Brandon Allen in the fourth quarter. I'm not really too interested. I'll be more interested in the running game of the receivers at that point. Uh, and we already know Trey Lance is number five. Sam Darnold is 14. Let me just make sure I got that right. 99% sure. Yep, 14. And then Brandon Allen will be number four. Cool. Next is running backs. So... It's going to be cool. No McCaffrey, no Mitchell, which means we get Mason, Ty Davis-Price, Jeremy McNichols, and Kalen LeBourne. <clears throat> It'll be interesting to see who starts Mason versus Ty Davis-Price. <clears throat> Let me pull up the running backs here. Uh, Jordan Mason is number four. Ty Davis-Price is 32. I'll be curious to see... First off, I'm just really excited to watch them run. I want to see if Ty Davis-Price looks better, because by all accounts, he looks better this season. Uh, Ty Davis-Price is a bigger back, but he has some speed. I think he's like 6'1", 215, 220, and ran a 4.48, so that's impressive. Apparently, his footwork is much improved. Physically, he looks really good, and we know how good Jordan Mason was last year. <clears throat> I am curious with these two, how they look in the passing game. So, do we get any throws to the receivers? Do they look comfortable catching the ball? Do they look good running routes and catching? Also, which one goes first? Ty Davis-Price versus Jordan Mason? 
I'm curious to see which one of them is higher on the depth chart as of now. Is it Ty Davis Price? Is it Jordan Mason? Last year, Jordan Mason beat out Ty Davis Price. He also dealt with some injuries. By all accounts, Ty Davis Price looks much improved. Has he beat out Jordan Mason for that third spot, or is it kind of up in the air, or do they rotate? So that'll be fun to watch. We also have Jeremy McNichols and Kalen LeBourne. McNichols is 33, LeBourne is 36. McNichols is entering his fourth year, whereas LeBourne is our undrafted rookie. Uh, LeBourne is apparently just a crazy athlete. Um, curious to see how he looks out there. Apparently he's got everything you would want in a good running back, except the vision isn't quite there. Also curious to see which one of them is higher on the depth chart. Do we see, do we see McNichols late in the fourth or do we see LeBourne late in the fourth? Again, how many opportunities are you getting and when? After that, let's not forget about our fullback. So Jack Coletto, where is Coletto on here? I got to find the actual number. Jack Coletto, Jack Coletto, Jack Coletto. He must be listed under fullbacks. There we go, Jack Coletto. Coletto is also 33. Let's make it simple. <laughs> Jack Coletto, it'll be it'll be interesting to see if he plays. I'm assuming he will. Also, when we talk about fullback, it'll be interesting because I want to tie in tight end to this. We have Coletto as our fullback slash linebacker slash quarterback slash do-it-all undrafted rookie kind of utility tool. But will we by chance see Charlie Warner or Ross Dwelly or Braden Willis play fullback? Because I know we've seen Dwelly play fullback in the past. I know Warner uh, played a little bit of fullback and H-back in college. And I know Willis played some H-back and tight end. Uh, I believe Cam Latu as well. So it'll be interesting to see, as far as the run game goes, how the blocking is. So speaking of which, let's get to tight ends. The thing I'm most curious about tight ends, obviously the depth chart in terms of who plays first and for how long, but also who looks the best. Charlie Warner is, in theory, tight end two, but he hasn't been anything special in the three years that we've had him. Ross Dwelly has been on the team forever, but, again, he's never been anything special. Braden Willis and Cam Latu, we drafted both of them this year. They're both rookies, and it's been a mixed bag in camp. Dwelly is 82. Charlie Warner is 89. I'm assuming we'll see Charlie Warner first, but who will come after that will be interesting. So again, Dwelly, 82. Uh, Cam Latu is number 81. So he's our third round pick out of Alabama. By all accounts, he looks really good running routes, creating separation. He's had some inconsistencies with catching. Braden Willis was our seventh round pick out of Oklahoma. He will be wearing number nine. And apparently he's looked better in training camp than Cam Latu. We also have Troy Fumagalli still on the team going in his fifth year. He will be number 88. And again, um, who gets to who gets to start? Who gets the opportunities? I'm assuming Charlie Warner starts out there. 
I want to see of the receivers just who looks the best, who makes the most of their opportunities because as of now, it sounds like they're all pretty close. You know, is Cam Latu just a gamer where he looks really good once the uh, once the game starts? Is Braden Willis like that? Because Braden Willis, by all accounts, has been the uh, the best of the rookie tight ends. Troy Fumagalli, he's kind of a practice squad guy, but we'll see what happens. And then Dwelly, you know, maybe we get some Dwelly out there. Either way, it'll be fun to see which of these tight ends maximizes their opportunities. In terms of offensive line, it's going to be a mixed bag. Um, I think, let me take a look at the Niners' unofficial depth chart because this should tell us. So unofficially, uh, the, the unofficial second team line, it looks like it's going to be Matt Pryor, Jason Poe, Interesting. John Feliciano drafted him. Uh, Nick Zakel. And then with Jalen Moore hurt, we might see Leroy Watson. So let's go through those um, because we're probably not going to see Trent Williams, Aaron Banks, Jake Brendel, Spencer Burford, McKivitz, or Jalen Moore. They're all either starters or out hurt. So in terms of offensive tackle, I guess we should probably start with offensive tackle. Leroy Watson is 6'5", 3'11". He's apparently had a couple of really good days in camp. He will be wearing number 78. Matt Pryor is going into his sixth year. He is the backup right tackle in theory. So backup left tackle, Leroy Watson, 78. Backup right tackle, um, Matt Pryor, number 75. Jason Poe, interesting, is apparently going to be one of the backup guards. He's wearing number 51. John Feliciano, he will be wearing 55. He's the veteran that we signed. He can play, basically play anywhere along the interior offensive line. In terms of backup centers, uh, Keith Ishmael, who is wearing 67. Uh, we also have Il Manning, rookie number 60 out of Hawaii. Corey Luciano is wearing number 61. He is also a undrafted rookie. We have our... Uh, Alfredo Gutierrez, I forget what the uh, what is the official term is, but he's the uh, he's the guy who's from Mexico who's been on the team for a couple of years. We get like the uh, the exemption for him. He's our ninety first player, so it'll be interesting to see who plays. So again, Matt Pryor, Jason Poe, John Feliciano, Nick Zakel, Leroy Watson. That's probably who's out there, but again, also have Joey Fisher, Keith Ishmael. Luciano, Manning, and Gutierrez. I think I'm most curious to watch uh, Pryor, Watson, Sakel, Feliciano, and Poe. I honestly, I just can't get excited about third-team offensive linemen. It's it's probably going to be terrible. Typically, offensive linemen, you know, late games and the preseasons are just ugly. Let's get to receivers. So receivers are going to be really fun to watch. The Niners have a lot of receivers that I'm excited about. 
Uh, again, we're probably not going to see Ayuk or Debo. We may or may not see Juwan Jennings. We all know him. He's primarily kind of like a big physical slot receiver. He is out there wearing number 16. <clears throat> Danny Gray has apparently had a very good camp. He's our third-round receiver who was a rookie last year going into second year. He will be wearing number six, and apparently he's looked really good. <clears throat> We've also got Chris Conley, the veteran. He will be wearing number 17. He's apparently looked really good in camp. Ray Ray McLeod will not be out there. Uh, we will probably also see a bit of Willie Sneed at number 83. He's also a veteran. I'll be curious to see how much he plays considering that he's entering his eighth year. Tay Martin is a guy I'm excited to watch. Tay Martin is number 86. He was an undrafted rookie last year and uh, was on the practice squad. We've also got Ronnie Bell. He's wearing Jimmy's old number, number 10. And then we've also got Daz Newsome, number 84, going into his second year. And Isaiah Winstead, undrafted rookie, will be wearing number two. Uh, something to look at with these is how are they used? Are they used? Are they used as just a, you know, receiver on his own on the outside? Are they putting them in the slot? Are they using them on gadget plays? It's going to be fun to see how they're using the different receivers. But I would say the guys I'm most excited about, again, Ronnie Bell, number 10, Chris Conley, number 17, Danny Gray, number 6, Tay Martin, number 86. And, uh, yeah, after that, I mean, Willie Sneed, Isaiah Newsom, um, or sorry, Willie Sneed, Daz Newsom, Isaiah Winstead should be fun also. Uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. You know, who... Who is making the most of their opportunities? Are they catching everything the way, or are they having some drops? But those are the guys you'll want to keep an eye out for. So that's the offense. Let's get to the defense. On the defensive line, again, we're not going to see Drake Jackson. We're not going to see Nick Bosa, Javon Hargrave, Eric Armstead. Kerry Hyder, we may or may not see some of. Um... Kerry Hyder is one of our backup defensive ends, but we also kind of know what we have in him. So I would be a little bit surprised if he plays very much. Uh, what is Kerry Hyder wearing? Let me find the defensive end. Or just, oh geez, they're all D linemen. <laughs> all right, D linemen. Kerry Hyder. Oh, good old number, number 92. I love it. Cool. So, Kerry Hyder will be wearing number 92. He is the veteran. Um, who am I most excited about? I'm excited to see what Cleland Farrell does. Cleland Farrell, if I remember correctly, he's wearing number 94. He'll be playing defensive end. Kinlaw's out there wearing number 99. And Kevin Givens has worked his way into the second team. Kevin Givens will be wearing number 90. So again, Kerry Hyder, number two, Cleveland Farrell, 94. So those are your defensive ends on base downs. Kinlaw, 99. Kevin Givens, 90. After that, you've got a couple backup defensive ends. Honestly, these, these backup defensive ends, these are kind of the guys I'm most excited about watching. Uh, so Austin Bryant, Alex Barrett. Austin Bryant and Alex Barrett. So. Where are they? Austin Bryant will be wearing number 56. 
Um, Taco Charlton, I'm not sure what number he's wearing. Barrett, though. Alex Barrett will be wearing 58. So 56 and 58, those will be a couple guys to keep an eye out for. Uh, Robert Beal, our fifth-round rookie, will be not. we will not be seeing. Um, Taco Charlton, I don't know what number Taco Charlton is going to be wearing, but I'm excited to see him out there. I'm also excited to see... Uh, our new guy, Breland Speaks. So we just picked up Breland Speaks. If you uh, if you remember him, he was a second round pick for Kansas City back in 2018. Didn't really do much in the NFL. However, last season, uh, or I guess not last season, but this offseason, he played with the USFL, uh, which was one of the uh, kind of like minor leagues or alternative spring leagues. He actually led the USFL with nine sacks. So I'll be curious to see him out there. Uh, we've also got Spencer Wagey. Spencer Wagey will be wearing 69. Nice. <laughs> uh, we've also got T.Y. McGill. I haven't heard anything about whether or not he's playing. He will be wearing number 96. Who else is going to be out there? Uh, Kalia Davis. He has a injury. Maybe. I don't know. Interesting. Uh, we also have Marlon Davidson, who may or may not be out there. Uh, who am I most excited about? Realistically, uh, honestly, the whole defensive ends. I'm kind of interested in all of them. I want to see who makes the most of their opportunities because I really like... I, I wish we had a higher-end number two. I was really hoping that we were going to sign Justin Houston, but he ended up signing somewhere else. Um... But I'm really curious to see what all the defensive and all the defensive line looks like. You know, what do our backup and third string defensive linemen look like? Um, realistically, if they're as good as I hope they are, our defensive line should be wrecking the offensive line near the end of the game. Because once you get into the third, fourth quarter, our third string defensive line should be way better than the Raiders third string offensive line, if that makes sense. So I'm excited to see who's winning and who's making the most of their opportunities because we're going to see a lot of them. Again, who will we not see? Bosa, Drake, Jackson, Hargrave, Armstead, the starting four. Um, we won't be seeing the rookie, uh, Beal. But outside of that, I mean, I'm interested in all of them and I'm excited to see who's, who's making the most of their opportunities. Linebackers, we... May or may not see Oren Burks. They have Oregon. They have Oren Burks marked as the starting strong side linebacker um, on base downs. I'm curious to see how much we see of him. Uh, we've also got Curtis Robinson and Demetrius Flanagan Fowles. We have D winners Marcelino McCreary Ball and Jalen Graham, uh, as well as a uh, Kavia Tezino. So, Oren Burks, I'll be curious to see how much he plays. Demetrius Flanagan fouls. He, in my opinion, I, I don't know. I'm not too interested in watching any of them unless they just straight up crush it. What I'm most excited about is watching D-winners Marcelino McCreary Ball and Jalen Graham, as well as Curtis Robinson. So, those guys... Let me pull that up. So Jalen Graham, 
will be wearing number 50. Marcelino McCreary Ball will be wearing 40. And D Winners will be wearing 53. So when you see 40, 50, and 53 out there, those are the guys I'm most excited about watching. Curtis Robinson, number 59, will also be interested to see. We had him on the team last year. We actually signed him to the 53, even though he got hurt. Oren Burks is 48, and Demetrius Flanagan Foles is 45. Um, I'm also curious because I think Burks is making the team. DFF, I think, is fighting for a roster spot. Uh, he's a good special teamer, but he's never been a good linebacker. So, again, really curious to see what Graham, McCreary, Ball, and D. Winners do. I hope they flash. But again, 40, 50, 53, and Curtis Robinson, number 59. It'll be fun to watch them. Let's go to safeties. Um, George Odom, backup safety. Kind of know what he is. He's primarily a special teamer, but he can play some backup safety. Uh, Jair Brown, though. This will be the first real opportunity to watch Jair Brown. Very excited to watch Jair Brown out there. Uh, he hasn't earned the nickname Tig yet, <laughs> so that'll be fun to see. Um, where is Jair Brown? There we go. 27. So 27. Really want to see him out there. I'm also curious to see when they have Miles Hartsfield out there. Number 38, he's a, a safety slash nickel corner that we signed from Carolina. He's familiar with uh, Steve Wilkes' system. Also, Taylor Hawkins, I was a big fan of his when we picked him up undrafted. Number 41, uh, he's going into his second year. Last year, he was on the practice squad. So those are the main guys I'll be interested in. Is Jair Brown, 27, Taylor Hawkins, 41, Miles Hartsfield, 38. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Those are the three guys. <laughs> and then lastly, let's get to corners. So they actually have Isaiah Oliver, our new nickel, listed as a outside corner. But I think realistically he's going to be the nickel. I'm curious to see how much D'Amador Lenore and Isaiah Oliver play. I think the amount that they play will determine, will kind of tell you what the coaches think of them. If we don't see them at all, that means the team is comfortable. If they're out there, that means that they're kind of getting a second look. But let's get to the corners. So Isaiah Oliver, he will be wearing number 26. He's our slot. We might see him on the outside. Uh, Diamandor Lenore, we know him. He's great. He'll be wearing number 38. Cool. Or actually, wait, no, 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 no. I'm wrong. D'Amador Lenore changed his number. He is now number two. After that, guys, I'm excited to watch Sammy Womack, number zero. How is he going to look in his second year? Uh, Ambry Thomas, number 20. He's had an up and down training camp. We've seen some good of him. His rookie season, we saw less good of him last year when he got beat out by Demo. So curious to see how Ambry Thomas looks. He is number 28. Unfortunately, we won't be seeing Darrell Luter. He's still dealing with the injury. 
Uh, we will have a chance, though, to see Deshaun Jameson. Deshaun Jameson, number 22, has been making a name for himself in camp. Uh, excited to see what he does. Undrafted rookie out of Texas. Quantrez Knight, I know Chapman is really excited about him, number 43. Uh, he's going into his second year, spent last year on the practice squad. So those are the main guys we'll, that we'll be watching. Um, there are a couple others, uh, AJ Parker, Nate Brooks, we just added, but the main guys I'm excited to watch again, Sammy Womack, number zero, Ambry Thomas, number 20, Deshaun Jameson, 22, Quantrez Knight, 43. And then we may or may not see a bit of Isaiah Oliver, number 26 and Demo, number 42. Uh, anyone you see other than that, probably not all that important, but those are kind of what uh, the guys that I'm going to be looking for. I don't think there's a whole lot left to say. Um, I guess the final thing would just be returners. Who is getting kickoff and punt return opportunities? According to the depth chart, and again, this is the unofficial depth chart, it is Willie Sneed, then Ronnie Bell, then Deshaun Jameson. And that's for kick and punt. Uh, so again, Willie Sneed, he is the uh, veteran out there. Ronnie Bell, the rookie. Receiver, number 10. Deshaun Jameson, the rookie corner, number 22. Willie Sneed, I think, was wearing uh, like 80... What was he wearing? 81? 83. So it's either going to be 83, 22, or 10 back there receiving punts and kicks. It'll be interesting to see how they look, if they make the most of their opportunities or not. I really hope that we don't just like call for a fair catch every time, do the new rules on kicks. I really hope some guys are maximizing it. And then, of course, the most important position, kicker. Do we see Jake Moody or do we see Zane Gonzalez? They've been neck and neck in camp. Some people say Zane Gonzalez has been more consistent. Some people say Jake Moody has the bigger leg. Do we see one? Do we see the other? Do we see both? Don't know, but... I'm sure that whoever's kicking, they'll be sure to tell us all about it because we all know that kicking is the most important part of football. <laughs> all right, well, I'm going to get out of here. I hope you guys have a good time enjoying the game. I forget what channel it's going to be on, but, you know, check your local listings. Check, uh, check whatever. Either way, get out there. Have fun. Enjoy the jam. Enjoy the game. It's finally here, 49ers football. All right, like, comment, subscribe. I appreciate all of you. As always, go Niners.